0: Greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome again to Killing the Great White Male. This is episode 21. Last time, we left off uh, in the conversation with my dad talking about leadership through curiosity instead of expertise. So that's kind of where we dive back in I will say there were some <laughs> wonderful accidental like pauses in in this overall conversation that happened to be at exactly the right moments for transitions to episodes. So that was that was a wonderful thing some of some of these conversations it's uh it's hard to leave a little space where where there's going to be a good cut. Um but this one it happened to work. I also do need to give folks a heads up starting in this episode the next two episodes there may be some folks that are triggered by some of the bits of our conversation. Um, we do kind of go into family conflict and, uh, and next episode we'll also be talking, I'll be talking about, uh, some of the trauma that I experienced, um, in my childhood. So know that that's here. Um, I hope that it's done in a way that, uh, helps people feel safe and helps people be able to examine these topics. Um, Uh, and yeah this is a really this might be the most powerful episode um yeah i don't know they're all i whatever for me personally this was an incredible episode to record so i hope that you get to share some of that experience so let's do our best patrick stewart and engage
1: now you know uh we talked a little bit about uh, my my dad's way of Of doing things you know yeah i mean i mean his profession and all that kind of stuff but you know my mother and dad made decisions together Uh, money decisions all all kinds of decisions say more about that from huh
0: say more about that
1: well you know it it is a an interesting thing as i as um as i think about it i remember them uh after dinner sitting and talking about should we do this? Should we do that? What are the positives? And they could disagree and it was okay. Um, they didn't, I, you know, I'm sure they had fights, you know, Yeah. I, I, uh, but basically, uh, our family was, um, based on, on them making decisions together. So, uh, even, uh, moving from San Jose where my dad had a very successful, um, Hairstylist uh, position to San Francisco. Yeah, um, because he had been approached um, to work uh, at a very prestigious place, and you know, I know they discuss it. I cannot remember that I was too young. Um, however, we moved, and um, a little later on, uh, I do remember hearing them discuss moving uh, from San Francisco to South San Francisco. Now, the reason I remember that is because I had finally kind of made a couple of friends oh, God. at the elementary school, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I remember being a little upset about that. Yeah. Uh, however, where where we moved was the typical fifties um um I guess today we'd probably call it bedroom community. Suburb or bedroom
0: yeah. community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. House upon house upon house. Yep. And uh and I remember them discussing buying a a new Chevy Nova. Oh, so that gosh. my mom Yeah, so that my mom had a car. Yeah. Because my dad would drive the car to work, you know, yeah. to San Francisco for work. And that meant that my mom and and my brother Walt and I would walk with her down to the store or, or any errands that had to be done. Uh, so she chose to be a a housewife. She chose to be um, a stay at home mom before that was the the thing, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. yeah. You know, and shortly after, well, shortly after I went to high school and, um, my brother was in, uh, going into middle school, she felt she could go back to work and she did. Um, what did she do? So, well, and, and, and she worked at the Emporium and, um, you know, your mom seems to remember that she worked at uh, in the lingerie, which is very possible. Mm-hmm. Or she did that, or she sold, uh, worked at the counter selling gloves. Huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that's that's what she did um, for most of her working time that I knew yeah. uh, of her working. You know?
0: Do you remember what and, she did uh, before?
1: I think it was the same kind of thing. Yeah, retail. But I don't know, you know, cuz as as you know, I don't yeah. really know much much about uh our family. Yeah. Um and it it was an interesting thing still because um one of the things I think uh Bell makes um uh makes obvious is that the women who were home, which was practically every woman, yep. uh, that we're home. were're actually raising the sons to be patriarchal.
0: yes, yeah.
1: so so if we had to say anything, we'd have to say that uh, the example of my dad, but my mom's quote unquote training, yeah, um, probably kept me from being way over on the patriarchal side, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So um no, and you're do exactly I remember right. it? Yeah, do I remember any of those things? Well, for one thing, um, you know, we, she would discuss things, you know, and hmm. make sure that I was truly exposed to art. Um, truly exposed to She
0: did this um, with her sons.
1: Music. Pardon?
0: She did this with her
1: sons. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I mean, she turned, she turned on music that she felt was important for for us to know. Um, she would take us to uh, San Francisco to hear concerts and to see art in museums. Um, encouraged us to read poetry. Whoa. Um, and isn't that interesting too? Because now that I rem- I think about that, I remember my aunt Dorothy sending um, sending us um, poetry books, small small books, not big yeah. heavy things, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, page page worth of po- pages worth of poetry, and that was good to do that. Yeah. So. That's, wow. You know, that's kind of an interesting thing, isn't it? And I and. My, I remember my mom sitting me down and saying, okay, you need to learn how to, how to write checks. You need to know how to keep books. And this is what I do for our family. And, you know, mm. so, so that's where all that kind of training came from. And mm. so I understand what, what Bell Hooks is saying when she says that uh, the mothers are the, also the producers of, of the patriarchal uh, sons.
0: The producers yeah. of culture and
1: producers of culture,
0: right? Yeah. And yeah. in yeah. in what she's critiquing, like yeah, she's looking at yeah. how. And I I appreciated that part of the book because it's, I think one of the bits that rings false sometimes to me when I'm reading um, books that critique patriarchy, is they they fail to point out how all of us are cooperating in that system.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that was part. Of, that's part of the book that I, I didn't appreciate. Although I can understand why the writer chose to do that, but it's like, hey, everybody I know is not like this. <laughs> well, and, I did not grow up with that.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm so thankful.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. But it, it wasn't it there. Sure, it was there. Yeah, you know,
0: because I I saw it yeah. as a kid. Like I still see it in 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 men my age so often, um, and it. I mean, what really I think the thing that bothered while I was reading the book, I mean, I I ended up having a lot of, um, a lot of just soul searching around my own parenting. Oh
1: um, sure, yeah. Like
0: that, I think was the 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 section where she talks about the the trauma within the family that reinforces gender roles and stuff like that, um, and the way anger works because it. I've always yeah. had this. Th- there's a some frustration for me around that, partially because I didn't understand until probably 15 years ago, really, that my anger was a secondary emotion. I didn't understand that it was always there to cover up pain or fear. You know, because those yeah. are pain and fear are two things. E- even mm-hmm. with our deconstructed, right? We 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 were not patriarchal men. Uh, in in. Like, we were not bastions of the patriarchy, I guess I would say. Right. And yet, right. this was still very much a mechanism that was very functional for me. Um, And and having to sit with, like, the things that I did as a parent with, with my kids and then realizing, too, as, as I did my own therapeutic work, realizing, like, I can't even just go apologize for this thing that I remember because they may not remember it. They may not even – they yeah. may not have <laughs> cared, right?
1: No, be, no, it's gone. <laughs>
0: yeah. They might've been traumatized by something completely different that I did that I don't remember. Um, yeah. But by bringing it up, if it is traumatic, I actually re-injure. So I had to have a, a very different conversation with both, both my kids where I just sat down and said, you know, cause they're starting their own therapy work. Um, you know, you guys, you're going to come across stuff. And when it's time to have that conversation, just start it with me. Cause I, I'm not going to start it cause it's, I've done my work.
1: Yeah, but right. I'm
0: here to support you and yours. Like that notion that I can't tell them what what was trauma for them, um that I have to do this recovery bit differently because my anger was a thing. Um and and reading her book like what it was like, I I think that's what hit me hard was it didn't really matter even if <sighs> there's something frustrating for me about the fact that I can't feel angry when I'm also being told that I'm supposed to be emotionally competent. Right. Right. right? <laughs> that doesn't work. Well, yes and no. Like I, I'm, so it happened again this morning on my run this morning. Um, I, I run on the left side of the road cause that's the law and it's yeah. COVID. So I'm wearing a mask and I'm trying to stay away from people. Um, and sure, sure enough somebody just refused to move they were on their right side of the road so i was coming right <laughs> on into them and they refused to move and and it was just one of those like i'm track my pulse on my on my runs <laughs> my pulse after that experience i was so angry uh, was literally twenty to thirty higher. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was Isn't like, "Isn't well, that amazing?" This is what triggered looks like, folks. Um, yeah, yeah. And I came home and I was talking with Sarah and I, I was actually feeling angry. Um, and then, like, it took me. A, a, I realized because she, she was in. She's in the middle of a migraine. I had a horrible headache this morning too. Um, and she covered her head at one point. I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm doing it again." Like, oh. right my anger is pouring out on somebody that is somebody I know and love and is here for me and is trying to be there for me and can't be because all I'm doing is exercising my anger.
1: Right. You know,
0: and it, and so to have to,
1: yeah, go, go. And, and yet you have to have that. You have to have that bit. And who, whom, whom is it safe to share it with? Well, your spouse.
0: Well, it is. Yeah. I feel like there's there's a nuance there because it's and this is what i'm trying to work with is like i know that if i keep repeating anger then that is the muscle that will get stronger right oh sure yeah right yeah Yeah. that's how this works this is how our brain works um and so i i i actually i i my (laughs) My trainer uh had me do lots of stuff like sitting hunched in, in squats, but all the way down, um, so that my hips stretch out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Does that make any sense at all?
1: No, but that's okay. I mean I can picture it and like and your hips would stretch out. But to how does heels? that help.
0: Um well, because it's not a powerful position to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe you could explode out of it. But <laughs> no, you're it's, very vulnerable, right? Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah, um, and so it it for me that that helped remind me. No, I'm I feel hurt by this too because I feel like she put me at risk, and she said that I didn't matter because yeah. she could yeah. disobey the law without consequences. Um, right, and it's a law that's there to keep me safe. And yeah. so, like to actually articulate that—that that was when I actually felt better about the thing, because then I'm talking about my anger and about yeah. feeling angry yeah. instead of just being angry. And so, it, yeah, like that's something I—I I literally, I couldn't do it many parts of my life. Um, so yeah, it. Uh, one one story in particular for me, I remember hearing. I I told this story the first time I talked about um this book. Um, for me was the, the moment I remember being in my, in our house in Providence, um, mm-hmm. was me and me and, and my family and, and kids, the, uh, and hearing that in the background from upstairs after the kids had been fighting for a while and then Madison mm-hmm. crying and running away. And my immediate response was just like, I levitated out of the couch and like flew up the stairs and, and I didn't spank Eli. Um, but I grabbed his arm, that I assumed was the one that he had hit her with, and like put yeah. it on the ground. Like that was, and it was this horrible, mo- this horrible memory for me of this. Like okay, so I didn't do the worst thing, but how horrible it still was. Right, because the whole thing was done out of this anger. The whole thing was was this domination power. Um, like when when I when I read Bill Hooks talking about patriarchy, like that's exactly the thing that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and how that Mm -hmm. has been replicated in, in, in us over and over again. Um, and here I am passing it on my son. Um, like that was one of those moments that was just horrible.
1: Um, now you probably don't remember. Yeah, it is horrible. Yeah. You probably don't remember this. You guys were all here and we were posing for a picture Yep. And uh <laughs> Eli was mugging it <laughs> and I and I in my mind I jokingly tapped him on the head. Yeah. And and you got very angry with me. Yeah. And uh told me, um, we don't we don't raise our kids that way. And I thought, Whoa boy, I step over there yeah. and uh what reminded me of it was that um because you thought I was hitting him because I was mad at him. Yeah. At, at any rate, obviously that, that would be what you would believe Yeah. because I, I could have, would have done that. Yeah. Um, uh, once again, because of the way we're raised.
0: Well, and but, so that story, I do remember that story. It, um, that, <laughs> that one, that one sticks to me for a bunch of reasons. Cause it, so Eli had come to me and said this really hurt me um and it not was not physically re- yeah not, not n- physically no but no. like
1: it hurt him
0: yeah, yeah because, and partially because yeah. like kids loved being with you guys so I mean like let's be clear this, right. this was a a fun safe space for the kids they loved going to see Nana and Papa um and so it, it was this moment for me of the terror because I wanted to defend you to him Um, even as I also could hear myself starting to defend my own behaviors around that stuff. And then also I had just started therapy at the time. And a lot of my work was around my own little boy and the parts, you know, the injuries from my own childhood that I still was carrying around. Um, that's the way therapy started and ended for me. Uh, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, turns out this stuff matters. Um, but that. That was one of those moments of, like, how to have you guys have a conversation about this. But I came away also with such, like, a respect for you because, and I know this couldn't have been easy for you because it, like, that wasn't your intention. You weren't trying to hit him. Um, But the way you also were willing to to have that conversation and, and apologize I remember the three of us standing there in tears over that. I, I, I'm i yeah. assuming I was. But, like, that's... Yeah, we were. To me, that's, like, the perfect expression of of how our family has, you know, the one that I share with you and the one that, you know, is over, that I've created over here. Um, it's the perfect expression of both the problematics stuff from patriarchy that's still with us and the like way we we've struggled to undo it um or undermine it do you know what i mean
1: yes totally
0: like, cuz that's what sticks with me is that we were able to have that conversation that's not a conversation uh, i when i talk with my friends about saying you know well why didn't you go back and talk to your dad about that well i can't
1: uh-huh you
0: yeah. know and that w- we were able to do that in the moment um right and I remember going right. back to my room afterwards and having to sit there and cry because it, I mean, for me, it was a way of enacting caring for my own little boy and all the, the stuff that he had gone through um, in a way that I never had before. Like, it was coming yeah. to respect that I can take care of myself as a man in my 30s, um, you know, that, right. That, right. that that was there. And that you were willing to have that conversation meant so much to me and so much to Eli, Um
1: so, so I guess I don't need to send that letter that I came across that I wrote right afterwards.
0: Oh my gosh. No, you do. But <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously.
1: <laughs> I've had it all these years and never sent it.
0: <laughs> oh, dad.
1: But basically it was, you know, it's, it's exactly what you're talking about. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I. Would I, you read it?
0: Like, would you read that um, on the air?
1: uh no, because that'd I mean I'd have to find it again,
0: oh okay <laughs> we're
1: in the, we're in the as as you know, we're in the middle of trying to do a remodel, so everything is yeah kind of anywhere yeah
0: well, no, send it to Eli though that would mean the world to him it um yeah, oh that's incredible. Interesting. What do you remember from the when you came across it like what do you remember from the letter
1: What I remember is um Uh, uh, apologizing again and not saying I did not say that I didn't intend to uh, hit him Um, but it it really did focus on how proud I was that you were uh, that you defended your child and how much it must have hurt uh, he, uh, Eli and Madison both that they would think that I would um, strike one of them. So um, that's basically what I remember about it. Whoa. But the, but part of the big part was how proud I was of the fact that you um, that you stood up for your son rather than trying to make it okay because I think that's that's the kind of thing that. Um, would have happened in the past, yeah. Not, not for us necessarily, um, but I don't know. I I've defended
0: that, that shit so many times.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, I think most other families, um, maybe I don't know, or at least the families that that she talks about. Yeah. Um, they would have just you know, it's okay, da da da, you know, just nullified it, which yeah. I think is part of, part of her point. Yeah, yeah. But you weren't afraid to stand up.
0: For oh, I was, I was terrified.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I had no idea you wrote that. Oh,
1: well, of course you didn't, because I didn't mail it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank and that's you, another Dad. thing. Why didn't I mail it? You know, that you know, we could get into all that stuff too. But that's well, that's,
0: it, the why is. Not, yeah it doesn't matter, yeah no, it's why is not helpful? It means a lot to me to hear that, Because um, i 'cause i've i've i frankly carried that what felt like a rupture, even though we were we had the engagement, like we never talked about it again,
1: um no, we didn't, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so i had I had no that no idea that that's the way you you were looking at it.
1: It's it's an interesting thing because when I came across it all, it all came back, of course. Yeah. All the emotions, the whole bit. And, uh, and I thought, well, I don't need to open a sore wound. Just, you know, just let it go. So that's why I set it back on my pile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you come across it again, send it this time. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because
0: it, it, uh, it means a lot to me, um. So I don't know about you, but that moment when my dad said that he'd written me a letter after that incident with my son stopped my world. And then the fact that the bit that he remembered writing was about how he was proud of me for sticking up for my son. I mean, no words. That's that's what's there for me. It was just tears. I had no idea that that's how he understood that. I had no idea that that's how he was processing it. I'm reminded about the importance of writing. My we talked a little bit about my great aunt who always always wrote to us faithfully. And for my dad, that's obviously a still way that uh, a way that he still processes things um like this that are are emotional and that we're tied up in then i I can't tell you how much I respect him for writing that letter and and even more for bringing this up he He brought that whole thing up. It wasn't necessarily something I intended to talk about um but it it was incredibly powerful. I hope that you I hope that you got to experience that. I hope that you got to hear a little hope for relationships that you have um that may be capable of of more power uh, than you might have guessed. Um, So there we are. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with my dad, and I hope that you continue listening. Please do go to social media and share this this podcast around. I know sometimes it's a little hard to admit that we're we're listening to something called Killing the Great White Male, Uh, but I got to tell you, the more we talk about it, the better this work is going to get, the more powerful this work is going to get. Please also visit Patreon and, and consider being, becoming a patron of the show. Looking forward to talking to you on Wednesday for the conclusion of the conversation with my dad.